Hello, welcome to the Chisa Pod. I am Masejo. With me, I've got Pearl Tusi. You guys, Pearl Tusi came in with a bunch of people. Talk about an entourage. Beyond that, she came in a Rolls Royce. She came in like Harleys. She came in true presidential style. Pearl Tusi will be talking to me about the Castellite party of the year. We'll also be talking about motherhood and as well, letting bygones be bygones on the socials. Tune in for more. Yes, Umzanzi Celeville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the Chisa pod. Welcome back to South Africa, Pearl. Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm uh, jet lagged, but you know, I'm here to serve the citizens. So I got my ass out of bed and I came through here to make sure everything goes down. Yeah. And how are you finding the time zone difference and the weather, basically? I mean, I wasn't gone for that long this time. Um, but uh, the weather back there, uh, I was in like three different cities, but the weather was great there at the moment. It's like fall in some of the cities and some of the cities it's like summery, but it's a bit chilly in the evening. However, right now I would be waking up in L.A. Not even. It's like six six o'clock in the morning. I probably have another two hours of sleep. Mm. So I'm going to be very awake in like the next two hours. <laughs> Gosh, you've got a busy life, eh? Yeah. So first things first, how do you feel about being once again the president of uh, Republic Extra Cold? Um, I'm very, very excited. You know, um, when I found out that we were doing this again and that I'd be the president again as elected previously, um, I was I was just over the moon because the past events that we've done were magical. Like, I, I, have, I don't have the best memory, but I remember every single event separately, when it happened, who was there, uh, how it happened, what time it was, where it happened, because the... The um, the events we have are, are magical and they are exciting and they always have really, really incredible performances. And so, I mean, what more can a girl ask for than mm. to be a president of another really, really dope, extra cold uh, Castle Light event? And what does the role entail? It entails coming here, speaking to you, <laughs> spreading the word, spreading the news, uh, representing the Republic of Extra Cold as best as I possibly can, mm-hmm. uh, finding the right people uh, with the rest of my team to, to come and perform and be there, uh, making sure people become citizens of the Republic so that they can be a part of the, the big, big uh, event that we have on the 28th of December. And of course, making sure people are entertained and happy when we get there. Mm. Mm. And how different is this um, is it this time around compared to the previous year in 2016 this time it's somewhere in the Atlantic so the, mm. the biggest difference is the location yes so ask that. yes we've sent that somewhere in the Atlantic hmm. somewhere what's gonna happen there a very good time. <laughs> Some extra cold refreshment is what's going to happen there. So um, we've got an incredible lineup that we're going to announce as the weeks uh, fly by. And um, we have selected an incredible um, cabinet of ministers who are going to represent different parts of what make uh, an event like this extra cold. And we're very excited for them to be a part of this. Please elaborate when you mean ministers and cabinet. What does that mean? So as the president, I have selected ministers mm. who are going... I mean, I can't... I can't can you drop the, names, though? It's a big, of course I can drop okay. names. Um, only a few this time, though. Okay. So that, you know, I still have surprises coming up. Uh, we have, as the minister of Beats... 
Ayanda MVP what? coming through with her gorgeous fine self. Nice. And then we have um as the minister of drip we have Boiti too long. What? <laughs> that is exciting. And uh, Minister of the Vibe, you need to have a good vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donovan and Goliath will be coming through to make sure that's going down. And uh, Minister of Summer Bod will be Mr. Koza. Junior <gasps> Koza. He's going to come there with his gorgeous body and, you know. How did you, how did you, Frank, how did you think of those names? Was it hard? Was it an easy choice? It's just like, you, you know, the t- it's a democratic situation. Mm. So as a team, um, of my other extra cold members who helped me put this together and make these big decisions. Um, we sat and discussed. There were many people uh, that we wanted to put on, but we thought these were going to be the best um, for this particular Republic of Extra Cold coming up soon. Talk about the lineup. Who will be performing at this uh, event for? If only I could. Answer. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's that. You know, that's what I'm here to let you know right now. Uh, you've seen the ministers, so it's up to you to make sure if you want to hear them. See, they hit the stage. That is, you know, up to the citizens. And of course, we're going to have many, many other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to definitely share that information as time goes by, just so people stay excited and get surprised. There's, I mean, there's nothing that beats the element of surprise, and I would not want to take that away from anyone. A- any my citizens, interna- they deserve it. Any mm-hmm. international acts, yes. You know. Um, it's possible mm. or it's not possible. I can't say. The thing, though, for me is mm-hmm. as someone who has worked internationally and someone who has um, done this type of um, event with the likes of Drake, uh, Kanye West, Nas, Timberland uh, and J. Cole, um, as having been part of the Extra Cole family for so long, um, we, we have done that. And we can do it again. However, there is something really special in believing and supporting and uplifting local talent. We've seen when we believe in ourselves, we can have the likes of Black Coffee, we can have likes of Trevor Noah or a Paul Tusi. Um, we are seeing Nasty C being embraced by the rest of the world. So there has to come a point where we believe in ourselves as much as Nigerians believe themselves, as much as Americans believe in themselves. We don't need American talent for this to be a success. However, if we would like to have them, we might just pay them to come through. We might. Yeah. So how do people purchase tickets? How do people make sure that they're there? Go to castlelight.co.za. Uh, you must become a citizen. Only citizens are able to come. Now through. I understand what you Get meant. Get your tickets. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> Get your tickets. So go to castlelight.co.za. The tickets are available. Um, and go find all the details over there. I don't want to bore anyone with those details. But the tickets are available. And you just need to go to our website and are find the tickets the reasonable? There. Yo, this is the Republic of Extra Cold. It's a republic. Everything is reasonable. Oh. Except the amount of fun you're going to have. That is extraordinary. So extraordinary is in the DNA, is in the DNA of the Republic of Extra Cold. So there's nothing that's the norm mm. that's going to happen there. Everything is going to be incredible. As an influencer would say, there is no corner of that party that won't be Instagrammable. There's not even like a spot you'll find in the sky or the wall that won't be Instagrammable. It's going to be insane. And it's really it's really your jive. If you decide to miss out, you're going to regret it. I think I'm going to be there. I you hope should definitely I am. I'm going to make sure I'm there. <laughs> so on a more personal note, if you don't mind... I wanted to ask about your importance of family mm-hmm. and how important it was for you to to raise young and uh, powerful young girls that you have mentioned on Instagram and social media. Yeah. So just wanted to find out how has it been um, adopting your, your, your young uh, child? Um, it's been really uh, incredible, you know, and 
I've tried not to make a big deal about it in terms of talking about it. Women, there are orphanages. Women do this every day. Our grandmothers did this for our parents. There are aunties out there with, you know, women have to travel and then someone has to take care of their children. I'm just, it takes a village and I'm an African and I live by everything that being an African means as much as I possibly can anyway. Um, and for me, uh, Oguche is a big part of my life. I, I started a charity organization, funny enough, to help um, children like Oguche. And before I could activate that, God said, are you really serious? Well, yeah, look, let's see. And this is an exclusive that I'm giving you, actually. Ah, thank so um, for me, it's one thing being a philanthropist. It's another thing being a mother hmm. to someone you didn't give birth to. Hmm. And you can talk about it, but can you live it? Hmm. So for me, before I went on and finished talking about it like I was planning to and and doing things to help people, I had to first do it. So you have to be the change you want to see in the world. And I think that's what God brought into my life. And she's she's Beautiful. she's a light in my life. She's incredible. Yeah. And she looks a bit like you, eh? We're actually related. Oh, wow. Yeah, but anyway. You can't get into that. No. Okay, so was it important for you to adopt a baby girl? Or was there a significance in that? Um, because it's family, I think it, it, I can't say much about the gender in this case. I think every little boy and every little girl deserves love and deserves a family. In fact, probably boys, because a lot of what what happens in our country is related to gender-based violence against women. You realize that if you really put your glasses on and look carefully, it is the men who need help. Otherwise, there wouldn't be all this trouble. So if anyone can give a home to a little boy out there and create a better legacy in terms of the male representation we have in our continent, that would be really incredible. Um, but for me, my focus is young women because as a woman, I relate. Mm -hmm. And I want to create a better future for women out there. Um, but I don't, I, I would never suggest that by focusing on women the the man child must be neglected and how are you finding motherhood i'm still sounding quite presidential even like this is, look at me um <laughs> how are you finding motherhood in 2019 is it something that especially with your busy schedule i'm grown i'm grown now in fact i flew my mother's sister so if you hear me say my mother don't be confused because i've spoken mm. but my mother's sister's here right now helping me out because of all the traveling i have to do i have to go to cape town and zanzibar over the next 10 days and um so she's here to help me out and that's really incredible and i think being a mother in 2019 especially a single mother or a mother who is single however you want to phrase that is it means allowing people to help you sometimes strength is in is in allowing your weaknesses to to be okay with those and allow people to help where they can. And I've got an incredible support system of friends. It would be, I mean, it would be much better if I was in Durban because most of my family's there. But I've got incredible people supporting me. And um, and I try and offer as much support as I can as well. Mm -hmm. So I think the, the, the word for motherhood in 2019 for me is about support mm -hmm. and love um, and appreciation and gratitude. Speaking about support, um, friendship-wise, you have been seen very close to DJ Zintle. Yeah. And besides you being away a, lo a lot of the time, how are you finding your relationship with her? How are you guys, how are you each other's strength? Wow, you know, it's been interesting because now she's, you know, in a relationship again mm. um, and I'm not. And it's, it's, and she's working so hard with all her business ventures. You know, she's kind of very, very serious about that right now. We support each other. I mean, we lived together at some stage. Mm. So it, sometimes it is difficult that we don't see each other as often as we used to, even when she had just moved out, when her house was beautiful and ready to move into. 
So we are both mothers. We're both in the same industry doing, you know, kind of like different things, but more or less sometimes the same in terms of other, um, other factions of the entertainment business. But her and I, like our souls met, you know. Um, there's a lot to be said about how for some people, people have decided how we became friends, but I don't think anything like that can sustain a friendship. So um, our friendship has been sustained by love and support and relatability. Um, we are there for each other. Uh, we still spend maybe at the least one hour, if not three hours on the phone together. Um, Ogute is obsessed with Cairo's toys and their house, you know. So we are, our lives are still definitely seriously interlinked. And I couldn't have asked for a better companion to walk this entertainment industry and life journey with. She's really an incredibly smart, kind. I mean, I can, do you have another hour for me to talk about Cynthia? But <laughs> and she, I must add, you guys are a, a good example to young women out there that yeah. women can work together. Yeah. There is a friendship that could last and be sustained yeah. if you guys love each other. Yeah. And that's one thing that you. young young women look up to, yeah, especially thank you. me as well. It's actually quite scary. Like when people are so invested in your relationship with someone, it's quite scary yeah. because... I mean, we don't have control over what's going to happen in the next 10 years. However, we have control over what we have control over, which is the now, the present. And we appreciate that people see our friendship as a gift and as some sort of light and beacon of hope in their lives. And we're proud of that. Um, but we also kind of try and keep it humble. You know what I mean? That's just good. Um, now, saying our friendship, let's talk about social media yeah you've decided to no longer be a part of a lot of debates or topics in in the social media world yeah how has that been going so far the decision I um mean? unless i'm extremely passionate like for example the the conversation about uh about actors mm. um that i can't kind of just be like no i'm not getting involved but i feel like um i'm not the type of person who's able to really lay down what they think, what they feel about a certain situation in 140 characters and to people who have already made up their minds about me or the situation, people not willing to listen. Um, and so for me, I think there's a lot more power in using your voice and your work to share the message that you truly believe in. Um, for example, um, the Afrophobia slash xenophobia conversation, I didn't get too involved in that because my work doing shows like when we did actually the Republican Nigeria last year, um, that was incredible. And for me, traveling there and exposing South Africans to that world, having been a previously like sanctioned uh, country, you know, people haven't seen much and they don't understand much about people from um, the rest of Africa, our brothers and sisters from the rest of Africa, of the African continent. And so for me, that really worries me, which is why I did a show like Lip Sync Battle Africa, mm -hmm. which is why I did a show like Moments uh, with Mo. Uh, I did that show with Lerato Khanyaho because my work is to say no, this is how we treat people of the African diaspora. Um, I'm going now to Nigeria towards the end of this month, and I'm so happy they invited me, you know, in spite of what had recently happened to host the Afrima Awards that are happening there towards the end of uh, this month. And I'm very excited to go and do that and, and spread love and share the incredible spirit of the Nigerian people mm. with, the, with, with my community online. Mm. Yeah. So it's going well for me and I'm very happy with my decision Which to is, answer your question. <laughs> which is good. Unfortunately, you are in a bit of a, 
I would say a Twitter war with uh, Bonnie Mbuli, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to find out: Do you harbor any bad feelings or bad vibes towards her? Um, at this stage, I hardly really think about her, but um, Bonnie is someone's mother. Bonnie is probably someone's girlfriend. Bonnie is someone's sister, someone's aunt. And no matter what I harbor or feel towards her, um, I have to think of those people and the fact that she matters to someone out there. And for me, I have to, that's that spirit of sisterhood. Mm. Um, sisters don't always get along. Mm. And for me, I think she will always be an older sister, no matter how she feels about me. I can only control how I feel about her. Uh, Bonnie's an incredibly talented woman. She's beautiful. Um, and us disagreeing doesn't mean I should hate her. Mm. Me being hurt by her doesn't mm. mean I should hate her. Mm. I'm bigger than that. Basically, Quantico, <laughs> how was it acting there? And um, behind the story, which interview would you say moved you? And which one left you emotional? So Quantico Oof. and behind um, the story. Quantico was really incredible. Um, uh, Not Quantico, I, sorry. Queen Sono, my, my oh, bad. Oh, my bad. Well, Quant- Queen, Queen Sono is also incredible. <laughs> they both started with the queue. I actually never made that connection before. Thanks for that. Yes. Um, Queen Sono, oh my God. I actually, um, I, I wanted to show Unandi, she's from <laughs> the management company I work with, a video that I, I, I bumped into when I was meeting the production crew, um, well, the producers rather, um, of basically like a sizzler that was shared internally at Netflix. Oh my God, I showed it to two of my mm. friends. I couldn't help it. And they were blown away. So I learned a lot about myself on set. I learned a lot about how far we have to go uh, in terms of production in South Africa in comparison to like a Quantico that I was in. So I was quite prepared for what was going to happen. And I feel like I'm in the perfect position to make sure we propel this industry to a better and greater heights in terms of wherever I can affect that type of change. Mm. Um, and I'm very passionate about African entertainment. People are always like, oh, why don't you move to the States? Because I'm an African and this is what I'm passionate about. And I can always work in the States. But if I am not make, creating a legacy and making a difference in my country, which is exactly why I came back here. And I said to myself, this is what I want to do. Then Queen Sono came up, which was, I was part of the... It was my brainchild, but it was really Kakisoliticha mm. who fleshed it out. And then Netflix decided to make it. Mm. So when you really trust your gut and believe in something, the universe is listening. You may have no clue how it's going to happen, but the universe is always listening. So Queen Sona was absolutely incredible. Behind the story, um, and I can't wait for it to come out and for you guys to see it. Mm. And then um, uh, behind the story is really, really a show I'm very passionate about. Um, and I tried to kind of really make it mine and change the face of it. If you know, Sizwe Lomo did it initially. Um, and then I came in much later. Um, wow, I can't think of one that was that didn't leave me moved um, but emotional was definitely like uh, Duma Ntando yes. Ntando Duma um, this week we actually have Uma, oh, oh, Mama B mm. Mamba Sasana Kumalo mm. uh, who's been my mentor since I was pregnant actually and that left me in tears and moved me because you know oh my god I'm gonna cry <laughs> oh no oh no sorry obviously sorry. since Batiso actually had me moved but mm. with U, U, Umambasi um, the first time I met her was at the Palazzo Monte Cassino mm-hmm. in her book I actually write about it because you know she let us all write Bonang was there uh, Nomzam was there I'm there uh, so Mizi's there all contributing to how what a type of person she is and I write about how I met her there when I first met her we sat across each other and I was pregnant and was I even 19 yet? Yes, I was. I just turned 19. And we had a long conversation and she decided to take me in and make me a part of her life. Um, 12 years later, 12 and a half, yeah, 12 and a half years later, 
here I sit for my national TV show interviewing her about her life. You know, and that was such an incredible 360. Um, and that alone kind of just brought me to tears. And when you know someone so well and then you read their book and do more research and find out how well you actually, how you, there's so much you don't know, um, was intense. And it was a very long interview. It's supposed to be a two-part. Here's an exclusive for you. And uh, I'm very excited about people to see that show. But most of them leave me incredibly moved. And I love that show because it helps me show people that we're human. And there's always something behind the story that you read, bigger than what you can ever imagine. Something that isn't about, oh, someone said this, but something that involves, if you go 20 years back, that person's life, that's actually informing all the decisions as, as, a, as a human and as a celebrity you make to this very day that are explosive or that are controversial. But we're all broken. And it's important to be broken because that's how the light goes in and how you can learn. Those cracks is how the light goes into your heart. And it's and it's okay to be broken. But it's it's not okay to be consistently misunderstood and bullied and hurt. And I feel like it's important for people to have more of um, a better context of who we really are. Very profound. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for your time. Thank really you so much. It. Thank you.